Megan Hicks of I Run Far, and I'm with Megan Kimmel. You're the third place finisher of the 2019 Transvolcania Ultra Marathon. A podium at Transvolcania. Yeah, I'm happy for it, for Are sure. You? Yeah, given like my preparation for the race and my uh, travel um, plans for the past three, four weeks. Um, yeah, I am totally content with the podium at Transvolcania. Yeah, you're packing this in along with a lot of other adventures and traveling in a, in a month or a little over a month's period of time. Yep, yep. So this but, is part of a round tour. Yeah, it is. So it's kind of the end of a big chunk of a lot of traveling and hotels and all of that. So <laughs> Ready to cook some food for yourself? I am, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, bre- the buffet here has been awesome. Beautiful fish and all of that, but definitely always feels good to cook your own meals yeah um so let's talk about yesterday's race you settled into among the lead couple women pretty much straight away no i like i mean i don't know how far ahead i am that's the thing about the dark start you know um i'm sorry how far ahead they were um but i didn't feel like i wanted to put out too much energy in the sand so I kind of played it pretty conservative off the off the start there. Um, and then I did have the objective by the top of the uphill, like the complete uphill, to have caught the lead runners. And so it pretty much just kind of played out like that okay. in, my, in, in my vision, in my mind. Yeah, um, we first, well, yeah, we the, the first time we got a glimpse of the women's field was about 20K in on the mountain traverse going men down to El Pilar and it was the three of you um, Ragna yourself and Annalise like very close together and then already a pretty big gap between you guys and the rest of the field okay yeah that is true I guess I had caught them by that first downhill which or that first uh the end of the first uphill okay yeah so at that point I was feeling good and um I thought I was in good position um and I wasn't really sure what was going on behind me okay um Talk about how, like, for me, it's that part of the race is really interesting because you're up on this high area. You've already had quite an effort to get there, but you can see, like, essentially the entire rest of the race course out in front of you. Yeah, I mean, I I can say that I wasn't looking too hard. I mean, at that point, I did have Ragna up there. And so, of course, every time I could, I was taking a (laughs) glance at her. But at that point, Ragna was having a good day, and I didn't think there was any catching her anyway. So um, I just kind of, like, watched her fleet off into the (laughs) distance um, and just tried to hold my own ground. Um, the terrain up on that, like, volcanic crater rim that you're on from between, like, what is that, 30K to 50K? hmm It's a pretty rad place. Yeah, yeah. Incredible landscape. So much different than, um, than home as far as, um, the landscape goes. <laughs> like, everything that's not Colorado yeah. is this. Yeah, yeah. But actually, I felt like the trail in this whole course of Transvolcania was actually pretty similar to Colorado running. Oh, really? Yeah. Minus, like, the actual, like, trail itself. Take but as far as... the volcanic cindery stuff. Yeah, yeah, the sand and uh, the fact that the rocks actually stay in place here, <laughs> which is, I thought, was really nice. Um, yeah. Unlike Colorado, where everything moves. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. But yesterday was amazing just to be on, like, the volcanic soils and having a totally different uh, setting for it all. Mm. There were some gorgeous flowers out, and, um, yeah, so it exceeded expectations for sure. Now, when we interviewed you before the race, you said you were maybe thinking of dividing 
the first half of the race is everything that happens up to Roque de Los, Los Muchachos, the high point, and then mm -hmm. the second part of the race is the downhill. Is that, how did it play out in your mind, actually? I mean, I think I, I kind of kept that thought, you okay. know? And I was like, all right, 51K, you know, and now this is the downhill. But, um... I don't know how I worded it, but I knew the downhill was going to be long, okay. and it was really long. Really long. Yeah. I mean, it's 8,000 feet. Yeah. There, you, there's just no getting around the fact that it's 8,000 feet. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, down, what is it also? It's 18, 18K, yeah. you know, so 10, 12 miles, whatever that is. So that's just, um, that's just a lot of pounding on the body after 51K. That's what I would say about that downhill. <laughs> the end. <laughs> yeah, but it's not the end. <laughs> it's actually not the end. And there comes probably one of the most brutal finishes in trail ultra running. 5K where you're in this hot, enclosed, sunny riverbed, and then you have to make a really steep climb back up to the finishing city. Yeah, in fact, I was like, I thought that part was just fine. My, oh. my body really welcomed the change to actually okay. running uh, flat again. Uh -huh. um, I found the riverbed to be a better surface than I was imagining, and um, the uphill certainly was a challenge in itself and you wanted it to be done but once again I actually felt like a little bit of like fresher energy than I did on the bottom part of the downhill okay yeah I think when you are running through the city of Los Llanos to come to the finish line you see the finish line a long time before you get there yeah yeah to me like the uphill was better than that <laughs> flat going into town that's when I was just becoming kind of uh, at the end of it as it happens kind of miserable and really wanting to get to that finish line um, now for me it's kind of fun to take like you know 40 pictures of finishers as they cross the line because you can kind of see the sequence of emotions you crossing the line, I don't know what it looked like. I can't figure out what was going on in your head. What were you thinking? <laughs> yeah, well, I was kind of confused because, I mean, I've, <laughs> I finished third. I mean, that's nice and everything, but it's not like I won. Okay. Um, so I kind of felt like I was coming into this presentation that I'd done like that I'd won the race or something like it was like that kind of boisterous yeah and I was just pretty over it I mean I was like I just wanted to go lay down my body was in pain so I was just confused about um <laughs> why I was like uh, why my third place was being so like prolonged but of course it was fun and yeah but I just yeah I just wanted to lay down <laughs> they gave you a bottle of champagne that was like essentially half your body weight I know, I know. I kind of wanted to drink it. it like, I took a little, like, celebratory <laughs> sip, and it tasted really nice, you know? Um, but, yeah, that, that as well. Um, so that was kind, and, but I wasn't really sure what to do with the champagne. <laughs> Normally, that's a first-place thing once again, and... Um, you just hadn't played out this scenario in your brain. No, yeah, exactly. They could have given me a, a smaller bottle and it would have been way easier to like pour all over myself or something like that. But it was like huge. So it's always so funny when they give like, you know, petite, thin runners, gigantic bottles of champagne that are like huge compared to them. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> At the end of like running for 75k, here, try to hold this 15 yeah, pound thing. Exactly, just <laughs> just carry this around, so. <laughs> but no one, you can't complain about a big bottle of champagne, however it does happen. You cannot complain about a bottle of champagne. <laughs> no. Um, now, you have raced this sort of 50-ish mile distance a couple times before. You had said in your interview before the race that 
you know, the distance at this time of year, the distance alone and then the distance at this time of year is challenging. Post-race, is that sort of where you also feel? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm excited for the finishes within that preparation in exactly those, those ways, okay. you know. Um, and that's how I felt like I ran the race. I did the best I could. I, I went out conservative knowing that, like, I just didn't um, have the, um, the mileage underneath me to really, like go hard the whole time okay. um so i thought it played that well and it just ended up that i mean i think ragna has really good training coming into this race she's a strong runner anyways but like she had really good training coming into this race and i you know looking back on my last four and six weeks i mean i mean i can't i couldn't fool myself any longer after about halfway <laughs> through that course that i just didn't have the turnover for the race well you had said that you did a big training week but it was pretty close to this race ultimately. Yeah. 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 Like looking back six weeks, I did a big one at the very beginning of April. Okay. Um, and then it was like two weeks of low mileage, um, traveling, Racing. getting ready for this big trip, all of that. And then, um, and then kind of some decent stuff or one decent week in there. And then, yeah, just whatever, 10, kind of like two weeks before this, put in another like good effort okay. of around a hundred miles. But um, it was at high altitude, much slower, so um, it was good for, like, the endurance side, the energy side, but once again, just, it wasn't fast running, it wasn't turnover, so a totally different style. Not, maybe not quite the specificity that you needed. Yeah, 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 so it was good for my spirit, but I, I mean, I knew it wasn't the best for my running legs, but that's where I was, and those were my choices, so... Um, Doing interviews the day after a long ultra marathon in the spring is always an odd place because, you know, you have like the come down of having had a big day yesterday, you're tired in the legs today, but yet you're transitioning to a lot more and pretty quick. You're headed to Chamonix? Yep. Yep. Chamonix just for some training for okay. two weeks um, in preparation for my first race of the Golden Trail Series, which is uh, Zegama. Okay. Um, so going to Chamonix, going to train on some steep and rocky uphills and downhills to get ready for Zagama. Yeah, exactly. And then what? What else is happening in your season? Um, so I've committed to um, doing uh, the Sky Series, which this was part of, okay. um, and then also the Golden Trail Series. So once again, I'm uh, doing the sub-ultra distance um, for another year, Yeah. Um, which um, I just, now I just kind of like don't even have to question. It is my style. Yeah. Um, and um, after this year, definitely... Um, gonna move past the sub ultra. Okay. Um, and then, as far as the season goes, once again, I'm always like the idea of entertaining the North Face at the end of the year when I feel like I'm best prepped for uh, an ultra run Got and it. a fast one at that. Big year, but interesting year. Yeah. Keeping it interesting. Always trying. Staying afoot. <laughs> yeah, or always, it's always interesting whether I'm trying to make it interesting or not. <laughs> yeah. Both, I think. Right? Yeah. Well, congratulations on your podium finish. Thanks, Megan. See you out there on the road somewhere. That sounds good. Or see you, like, in the San Juans, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chances are good this summer. Okay. <laughs> well done. Thanks.